This is LaSalle College High School Football on Bob Long Sports. Presented by Dunphy Ford. Ferguson takes the snap, inside handoff. Madden has room to the 10, to the 5, dives for the end zone. Touchdown, Explorers! Side Madden, he does it again! Three receivers out wide. Ferguson drifts that way, throws on the run, over the top, one-handed catch, made by Nick Rinella. He scores a touchdown, Rinella! Stick him on there. An incredible play and a touchdown for the Explorers. Welcome back to Pensbury High School. We are ready for kickoff here as the LaSalle Explorers at 0-1 take on the 1-0 Pensbury Falcons. Bob Long, Chris Carabello, Dan Madden alongside, and we bring you LaSalle College High School football all season long. The Explorers are out and ready to receive Troy Holland, and number 13, Manny Quills, is right back to receive. And number 90, Jack Miner. Jack Miner, the kicker for Pensbury. They're dressed in their black uniforms with the orange helmets and the numbers on the left side. LaSalle, white uniforms, gold tops with the helmets. And here we go. Looks like Miner's going to address this straight on. Three steps and kick. High end of end kick. He has it at the 15-yard line, up to the 20. Good blocking at the 30-yard line to the 40. Now to the 50. One block ahead. Gets past the 50 and run out of bounds at the 40-yard line of Pensbury. A great return from Manny Quills, the sophomore defensive back and running back. And the LaSalle Explorers have great starting field position. Yeah, he found, he found the seam, went right up through it. Um, close to a hole there. But um, might have gotten away with one. But what a great return. Great starting field position for the Explorers. They mark him at the 42-yard line of Pensbury. Big number 79, Isaiah Carpenter at 6'8", 285. Stands as one of the two defensive tackles. And out comes the LaSalle Explorer offense, led by Tom Lamort. And in the backfield with him is Cy Madden. Joey Burnham in there as the fullback. In the shotgun with two men to the outside. Screen pass that way. Holland went through his hands. Maybe a bit of a high throw. Incomplete. Second and ten upcoming. Yeah, that was probably a catchable ball. I mean, that went through his hands. Yeah, Tommy floated a little bit. I'm looking for maybe a little bit harder of a throw, but that's a catchable ball. Uh, get back at him next time. It's good. This, this is great field position for Tom Lamore to start at. He didn't want to find him deep in his own territory. This, this, this is the chance. This is more of an offensive start. And I think they're going to try to make some easy reads for Tommy. They're going to give the ball to Cy Madden as well. Try to confuse this Pensbury defense and just run it at him. Here's Cy Madden up the middle. A gain of about two, maybe three yards. Up just past the 40-yard line. Third and long upcoming for the Explorers. Onto the field will come Quills, the sophomore. And off comes Joey Burnham. Two running backs on the field now for the Explorers as Lamort gets the call from the sideline. Explorers moving from right to left on your radio dial. Once again in the shotgun. 
Quills and Holland to the near side. Ball in the near hash. Here comes Holland in motion. There was motion on the outside. And that's a false start against Octavius Carter, the junior wide receiver. Yeah, it's going to set them back five. Above a third and 12 here. Be third and 12 from the 44-yard line of Pensbury. The lights shine down here on a Friday night. Still a really nice night with the sun yet to go down. The temperature has. It's a pleasant temperature. Yeah, it's a really great night for football, football. actually. Here's Lamort in shotgun. Side Madden to his right. Two men to the near side. Ball still on that near hash with Carter on the outside. Inside handoff to Madden. Has room to the 40. Stiff arms a man there. Keeps the legs churning. Past the 30. Continues to roll up to the 25-yard line. That's going to move the change. First down, Explorers. A great play by them. A nice fake by Tom Lamore. It looked like it was going to be a pass and a nice run to the left side by uh, Cy Madden. Ball spot at 27, a first down. I think the big difference between the Cy Madden runner this year and the one last year is the yards that he's gaining after he gets hit. Yeah, the yards after contact is big for him. Because you think he's going down or you think he's been stopped, and next thing you know, there's four or five more yards, and that's what happened right there. That's a play that Pensbury's going to need to make at this point and throughout the game if they want to keep this high-powered LaSalle offense off the scoreboard. A couple of mistakes early has this LaSalle team driving. And now flag comes. It's going to be a delay of game. Five yards once again tacked on. Second penalty of the night for the Explorers. Not a crisp game on either side through about two minutes. 9.58 to play in the first quarter. Still a scoreless affair. LaSalle on their first drive down the field, moving from right to left. Yeah, Tom Lamore had the call from Brett Gordon. I think he wanted to change the play, and he just couldn't do it in time. Tried to call an audible. Responded to the defense. Brett Gordon back with the LaSalle Explorers once again. Part of the state championship winning team in 2008. Handoff to Cy Madden, wrapped up right there. Big time penetration into the backfield. Isaiah Carpenter wrapped him up. Another loss. He wasn't shaking that tackle. When that guy gets your ar- his arms around you, you're not going anywhere. 285 pounds, Isaiah Carpenter, the senior. You ready for this, Chris? What if I tell you there's a guy 80 pounds heavier than that man coming on the offensive line next set of downs for Pensbury? That's frightening. (laughs) Is he 6'8"? Because this guy is. Yes, he is. Second and 17. He rolls to his right, does Lamorde after the snap. Has some room, cuts up field, spins through a tackle, and gets back to about the original line of scrimmage. Inside the 30-yard line to about the 27. It'll be third and 10. It's something you might not know about Tom Lamort, but he's got wheels. Uh, right there, he gets a nice five-yard game, which you didn't think was going to happen. A nice spin move at the end of there. He did. He made a, a nice move. Yards. Yeah, he made a nice move. And that's a big difference between him and Chris Ferguson from last year. Is that, and even the year before, uh, you know, um, even the Shermer year, Shermer was not very mobile. Third and 10, they're going to hand it off to Cy Madden, gets through to the 20-yard line, spins off a man, has room to the outside, cuts to the 10, and knocked out of bounds inside the 10-yard line at about the 8. Another first down and a big gash. 
from Cy Madden, the running back for the Explorers. Again, six yards after contact. Another third and long and another yeah. first down on a run there. It's a gut buster for the uh, Pensbury defense. It truly is because if you're the LaSalle offense, you're absolutely happy with five yards and trying to go for it on fourth and five there. Or yeah. it could have been a 39-yard field goal. Well, yeah, they were definitely fancy. in four-down territory. I don't think the uh, I don't think Wells has that in his leg. First and goal from the eight. Lamort fakes the pass. Now comes to the outside, throws it across. It's going to be a touchdown. The Explorers score, and they're up six to nothing. Liam Trainer just sat down in between the coverage and received the pass from the quarterback, Tom Lamort. A great play-action fake by Tom. He was under pressure, uh, got through it, was calm, and a nice pass to Liam Trainer there. Dan and I talked about this before the game. Liam Trainer can catch. He can. I mean, you, you have a big target out there with nice hands. Mike Wells on to attempt the extra point. Snap hold down. Kick is up and good, and it's 7-0 Explorers. We'll take a quick break and come back on the other side. Explorers lead 7-0, 8.25 to play first quarter. And you're listening to LaSalle Football on Bob Long Sports. This is Rob Stott with Bob Long Sports. BLS is the official host of the pregame show for the Philadelphia Soul. Be sure to tune in before every home game for featured interviews with head coach Clint Dolzell and quarterback Dan Radabaugh, as well as player profiles. We even get the opportunity to speak with AFL Commissioner Scott Butera. Commissioner of the Arena Football League, Scott Butera on the line. You do a tremendous job. I, I, you know, of all the you know, local broadcast teams, you know, by far Philadelphia is the gold standard in our league. You know, I wish they all could be like that because you really understand our game. You promote it well. And so be sure to tune in 30 minutes before every home game and check at Bob Long Sports on Twitter for programming updates. We welcome you back to Pensbury High School. Back deep to return after the 7-0 lead for the Explorers, David Burke and Nate Bost. For the Explorers, Daniel Karish, the kickoff specialist, lines it up at the 40. Approaches and swings the right leg through a low line drive. They're going to let it bounce, and it's through the end zone for a touchback. The LaSalle defense will now get to work. Nice kick there from Karish, guys. Yeah, he put it right in the open area, went right through the end, back of the end, right out the back of the end zone. Yeah, Boss really didn't see it well. He was coming forward and then had to retreat by that point. It was going to roll through the end zone. Yeah, it was coming at him real fast, a line drive kick. But a nice kick, something you don't see in high school very often. No, it was, I mean, it, it was quite intentional. He kicked it low, right over everybody's head and right into a seam that they had no shot at a return. First look at Zach DeMarcus with Nassan Robbins, the quarterback starter from last game, alongside him as the running back. Here's the inside handoff to Robbins. Robbins... Gets about a yard or two wrapped up there by number 52, Daniel Kuznetsov. And already the Boo Birds are out trying to figure out for what? It looks like Trey McNeil and the wide receiver for Pensbury got into it uh, after the play. Storyline to keep an eye on Tyler Hoffmaster, the senior 5'7 wide receiver, and McNeil got after it. Now DeMarcus in the shotgun, two receivers to the far side. Handoff again to Robbins, runs into a brick wall, pushes the forward for maybe two yards. It'll be third and six. Chris Maloney was in there along with Liam Trainer on the stop. 
Now, the LaSalle secondary matches up better with these, these wide outs as opposed to what happened last week at, at, at North Penn. Yeah, last week tough for them. Uh, a tall group of wide receivers for North Penn and looks like average-sized Pensbury here. Um, a good matchup for Trey McNeil and Tom Flavin. DeMarcus looking over a very big line, including Stukes on the outside, number 77. 365 pounds. DeMarcus, as we mentioned, at 5'9". Drops back, steps up. He's going to take off with it. And LaSalle is able to make the play. A nice diving stop on the outside. And it'll be short of the first down marker by about five yards. Great penetration by the LaSalle defensive line there. Got some pressure on the quarterback and uh, made him uncomfortable in the pocket. Yeah, Zobel got in there. And between his size and speed, he really had nowhere to go. Hunting now, Christopher Knopp, and back Tom Flavin and Holland to receive for the Explorers. A nice kick from Knopp. Holland makes the catch at the 35-yard line, cuts to the outside at the 40. Now comes back across the field, tries to make one man miss a great play on the outside. Number 37, Joe Meglin, takes down Holland and takes away, guys, what could have been a lot more. He actually had the outside and made... and. S- just stalled for one second thinking he might be able to go up the middle and then the defense caught up with him I think if he had swung out to the outside that could have been a much bigger gain as it is tackled right in the middle of the field at the 41 yard line LaSalle already with a 7-0 lead 6-27 to play first quarter and the Explorers are live on Bob Long Sports as they will be all season long Octavius Carter comes to the outside will line up as the wide receiver on this side. Quills comes in motion. They fake the handoff to him. Instead, it's to Madden. Gets to the edge at the 40 and is taken down, but not after continuing to churn the legs. The final one to get him was Andre Birch, number 20. But it's a yard or two gain for Cy Madden. Cy Madden's gotten a lot bigger this year. He's not much taller, but he's a lot... I mean, he's a... He's a much stronger back than he was last year, which is why I suspect we're getting yards after contact. And lower half strength. I mean, yeah. really, really strong legs. And it, it, it makes for a tough tackle. Uh, can't arm tackle against Cy Madden this year. Cy Madden will now be directly behind Lamort, who stands in the shotgun. Deep drop here as they hand it off to Madden. Can't make this time miss. He's taken down for a loss of a one and a half back at the 40-yard line. I think that's going to be key for Pensbury. If you look at the last drive, the number of times they failed to stop Cy Madden after making contact. If they can bring him down, Explorers are going to have to throw the ball or are going to have to do something else. I could be wrong here, but I don't see this LaSalle Explorers defensive unit being too scared of this Pensbury team. And the reason I say that, I don't see this being a very open-the-playbook type call. I think you see a conservative play here third and long. I'd have to agree with you there. Lamort takes the drop, though. Four receivers. Struggles to find a receiver. Moves. Now takes off for it and is taken down about four yards short. Got six on the run. Comes up three yards short of midfield. Four yards short of the first down. And the Explorers will punt. And Tom there got a nice six-yard game, but he's got to get out of bounds because he took took a pretty hard hit there, I'd have to say. He did take a hard hit. Absolutely. And now back deep to receive. Number 34, nope, number 24 make that. That's Tyrone Hodges, Jr. Yeah, the death chart of LaSalle quarterbacks has already been pretty decimated. I'm not sure we can afford to lose another. I agree with you, Dan. He needs to get out of bounds on that. 
Wells with the punt, came off the side of his foot, lands at the 26-yard line, bounces out of bounds at the 24. Not a bad punt per any means. And the LaSalle defense will come out once again. They lead by seven. Pensbury defense comes up with its first stop of the night. 4.15 to play first quarter. Sun starting to mosey behind the trees behind us. It's got the makings of what should be another great Friday night in high school football. DeMarcus now out with his team, two receivers to the near side. Ball on the far hash. Robbins to DeMarcus's left. Hand off to Robbins. Nice move to get away from the first tackle. Lemke almost lost him, tied him up by the feet right as Robbins was getting away from him and kept him to a one-yard game. And way to stay with it by Lemke there. Um, Nassan Robbins kept his feet running there. Uh, looked like he could break a tackle there, but Lemke held him up there and only for a one- or two-yard game. Off the field comes Liam Trainer. On in his place comes Daniel Kudnetsov. Same formation, the shotgun with two receivers to the near side. They hand it off once again to Robbins. Robbins is hit once by Lemke. This time he gets by and sneaks forward for another five yards. Took a page out of Cy Madden's book there. Carried a couple explorers with him. And they're running to the left side. Guys, is that any surprise with Marcus or Maurice Stukes on that side of the line? Well, when you have a 6'8 guy on the left tackle there, uh, I'd run to him every time. Now it's third and three. Well, they hand it off to Robbins again. This time they bring three wide receivers. One is in motion. Handoff to the man in motion. It'll be close. I think about a yard short. short. Jason Cook got the handoff, and it'll be fourth down once again now. It's number three, Tyler Hoffmaster, and number eight, Trey McNeil for the Explorers going after it. McNeil, as he was taking down, is, is clapping at it. Two flags came out. We'll see what this car, uh, call will end up being. I'd be shocked if this was an offsetting. And it should be after the play, which Correct. should take us right to fourth down. But again, we see something starting here between Hoffmaster and McNeil. Uh, it started on the first play. It looks like some bad blood here. I'm not <laughs> sure why, but it could be interesting. So it will be offsetting penalties. The entire crowd started clapping as they pointed the LaSalle way, then the uh as they went the other way. i got to be honest, guys. They should have seen that coming, but who am I, right? I think, I, I, I think they, that, I mean, those two flags were basically just a making shot. a statement. That's a warning shot to both of them. Next time yep. it's going to be something else. Right. Not punts again. He has his heels on his own 20-yard line. Flavin and Holland back to receive. A line drive punt. This will be to Holland. He catches it at the 30. Makes one man miss, but no. Great job to stay with the tackle. He was by Boss, but Boss reached out the right arm and swung it. Took down Troy Holland in the process and took what would have been a broken tackle and some more yards into some pretty good starting field position for this defense of Pensbury. A little bit of breathing room. Yeah, I mean, I have to give the uh, the Pensbury second um, special team some credit. He does not have any hang time at all on that punt. He kicks side, sta- uh, side saddle, and it's very low. It's a line drive, yet they get down there for coverage. Yeah, Boss got there fast and a good tackle by him to wrap up the legs of uh, Troy Holland. Now Lamort out with Madden, hands it off to Madden. Madden 
Tries to get by number 79, but had some trouble. Isaiah Carpenter, a big body, takes him down. But Cy Madden got about five yards on the play. Second and five upcoming. Ball on the right hash. LaSalle moving from right to left on your radio dial as we're here in the dying stages of the first quarter. Explorers leading 7-0. The one observation I make at this point is that Cy Madden's carried the ball ten times already, and we're not through the first quarter. Yeah, absolutely. How much does he have left in the tank? I mean, it's not that warm of a night, but they're going to have to think of some other op- offensive weapons. They can only He can only go so long. This time, Lamort drops back, throws over the middle, and it's dropped by Liam Trainer at the 40-yard line. Had his heels right on the first down marker, but not really the key por- uh, part of that because he would have had a lot of room had he made the play. Yeah, he, he didn't need to make the turn. Yeah, he had a lot of room, uh, started running without, didn't know he had the ball in his hands. Uh, classic case of just running before you catch the ball. I mean, that's another ball. I mean, that's, you know, that's the third ball that Tom Lamort's thrown that an explorer should have caught. It's now third and five, a minute 41 to play in the first quarter. 7 nothing lead for the LaSalle Explorers, dressed in their road whites with the gold pants. Lamort audibles at the line, some confusion, and now a timeout will be called by John Steinmetz and the LaSalle Explorers. That's a good call there. You saw the confusion at the line, and uh, you could see another delay of game possibly in their future if not for that timeout. Again, Lamort had the play, and they just weren't in the right, um, they didn't line up right. And you could see that the LaSalle coaching staff was screaming from the sidelines and something else uh the LaSalle staff doesn't look happy with the refs right now I'm not sure for what it might be the maybe the uh a nice a, a playcock issue or something but I don't know we'll see what happens here it'll be third and five when they come out of this timeout, and we'll take this opportunity to let you know that for over 150 years the attorneys at Howland Hess O'Connell have been serving families and businesses in Philadelphia Montgomery and Bucks County Whether you've been hurt in an accident, you're involved in a commercial or real estate transaction, or you're securing your family's financial future. At Howland Hess O'Connell, we devote our full attention and expertise to you. The attorneys at Howland Hess O'Connell are available now at 215-287-9292. That's C-U-P-W-A-W-A or at howlandhess.com. Third and five, Lamorton in the shotgun, throws over the middle, again goes through the hands, this time of Troy Holland. Had the first town yardage, would have been about a 10-yard completion, but instead the offense runs off the field and Mike Wells to kick it away. Another well-thrown ball by Tom Lamort. Might have been a little behind Troy Holland, but again, I thought that was catchable. Yeah, um, a couple drop balls here, but another thing, Tom Lamort looks pretty good. You know, he looks a lot calmer, a lot more confident in the pocket, so that's good to see to start the game. Not a lot of pressure either. This LaSalle offensive line is giving him a lot of time back there. And he's getting the ball out relatively quickly. A kick comes, and it's fumbled at the 37-yard line, diving on it is Hodges. I think Pensburg came up with it. Indeed he did, confirmed by the referee. So a break for the Falcons. That was a break because he, 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 that ball hit him and went a good five yards away from him. The fact that he was able to come up with it by continuing his forward motion was very lucky for Pensbury. Ball is spotted at the 42-yard line of Pensbury, and out comes the offense and Zach DeMarcus. 
A minute 29 to play in the first quarter. The lefty DeMarcus in the shotgun. Robbins to his left. Handed off to Robbins. Tries to get to the edge and does. Met there about four yards past the line and taken down by number 52, Daniel Kuznetsov. Second and six upcoming. Into the game comes number 84, Matt Lewis, the tallest wide receiver they have on this team, play a tight end type role. Six foot two for Lewis. Two other receivers to the near side. Ball is on the far hash. Clock, he's yet to throw in the ball. This time he drops back. Will he let it go? He will over the middle. Throw is made and caught at the 40-yard line of LaSalle. A first down for Pensbury. And I know Pensbury did this a lot last year. They ran the ball continuously until the, the LaSalle cornerbacks would you know, inch in, get ready for the run, and then they break off for a 10, 15-yard pass. And that time Jason Cook makes the play. He made a nice catch. That ball was thrown low, but he came up with it. Cook now lines up in the slot. Robbins is directly behind DeMarcus. First time into LaSalle College High School territory on the night for the Falcons. 24 seconds and counting here in the first quarter. LaSalle leading 7-0. Hand off to Robbins. Comes to the edge and is met there by the Explorers. Liam Trainer, alongside Austin Lemke. Both wrapped up. Robbins right at the line of scrimmage. Three seconds and two. Yeah, it should be the end of the first quarter. They won't get the snap off after 12 minutes of play. It is LaSalle 7, Pensbury 0. You are listening to the Explorers on Bob Long Sports, brought to you by Dunphy Ford and Howland Hess O'Connell. Bob Long from Bob Long Sports here, and I want to urge all our listeners to visit our friends at Dunphy Ford in the Northeast. Dunphy Ford has all the latest Ford models, Trucks, SUVs, and sedans. They also have a wide selection of used cars, trucks, and SUVs as well. Owned by a LaSalle graduate and a proud sponsor of Explorers Basketball, Dunphy Ford should be your first stop to buy or lease a new car. Visit them at 7700 Frankfurt Avenue in the Northeast or at DunphyFord.com. For the second quarter here on Bob Long Sports, seven nothing LaSalle. They switch ends, and Demarcus, the quarterback for Pensbury, completed his first throw of the night. They're in LaSalle territories. Is handed off to Robin. Spins but gets nowhere. Chris Maloney says no. Wrestles him down in the backfield. Maybe a half yard loss. Yeah, it was a nice play by Maloney. It is now third. And 10 for the Pensbury Falcons. Clock runs. 11 minutes and 30 seconds to play in the second quarter. They trail 7-0. Ball on the far hash nearest the LaSalle sideline. Two receivers to the far side. 
DeMarcus, five-step drop, takes off with it. And is tackled at the 34-yard line. Got six. That's not enough, but wouldn't be surprised to see the offense stay right here on the field. Fourth looks, and four upcoming. It looks like four, four down territory here. Uh, not close enough for a field goal. Not far enough for a punt. Um, I'm guessing run for them here. They haven't been able to. They haven't been very successful with the pass. So uh, they need four yards here, and they might get it. I wonder if you take a shot. I probably won't, but if I'm a offensive coordinator, it would be an interesting thought for me. you got a LaSalle defense trying to pin the ears back and get to the quarterback, stop the run, maybe send a guy deep if you have confidence in DeMar- DeMarcus to throw the ball. Yeah, like well, they said, tried to draw him off there. Oh, there they go. Now they're going to punt. Oh, no, they're going to timeout. Timeout called. Yeah, they're not going to punt it now that they took their timeout, so it will remain fourth and four trying to draw the Explorers off sides, as you mentioned, Chris. Well, that was going to be the easiest way to get five yards. Yeah. But like you said, Bob, um, if they have confidence in their quarterback, uh, the LaSalle cornerbacks look like they're inching in a little bit too much here because they're, they're ready for the run. They've only dropped back twice, I'd say. Right. So um, they could take a shot here, and it could be successful. He's not comfortable. The quarterback's not comfortable in the pocket. You can see that. Standing back there, once he's back there long enough, I mean, he is undersized to begin with. LaSalle has a, has a very tall front line. I mean, I, I, he's going to have a hard time throwing over the outstretched arms of a Garrett Zobel. Mm-hmm. Right. We'll see what they go with. Fourth and four. Ball on the far hash. Two receivers to the near side. DeMarcus in the backfield with Hodges, Jr., Five-step drop, shuffles the feet, moves to his throwing arm, now lets it go and throws it out of bounds on fourth down. Wow, take a shot, young man. Yeah, he had nobody, though. And as you said, Chris, he, he didn't look comfortable in the pocket there. A lot of pressure by the LaSalle defensive line. He didn't have anyone. The cornerbacks were doing a great job and a great stop by the Explorer. I mean, that was almost as good as a coverage sack. I mean, he had nowhere to throw to. The Explorers' offense will come back on the field. Maybe slightly harsh, but, but throw it somewhere. I mean, nah. Yeah, it's fourth down. I mean, you've got to take a shot somewhere, I'd say. Yeah. All right, now out come the Explorers. They lead 7-0. Game becoming reminiscent of last year's game. A 14-0 win by the LaSalle Explorers. A game as much as anything defined by big stops on defense. Goal line stands. Hand off to Madden. Gets to the outside. Not a lot of blocking out there. Makes one man miss and shuffles out of bounds about six yards from the line of scrimmage. Nice job from Madden making something out of about nothing on the outside. Yeah, there was really no blocking on the left side there. Uh, Cy Madden had to make a couple moves, but he did a great job of getting out of bounds and getting a nice six-yard gain. They give him seven. They gave him seven. Lamort once again in the shotgun. LaSalle primarily operates out of the shotgun. They took a single snap. Out of the eye. Now across the middle. Nice nice throw. Nice call. And it's across the middle to the 40-yard line just inside. Harry Scanlon. Harry Scanlon was wide open. There was nobody on him. That's one of those read plays where Lamort pulls the ball, sees Scanlon popping right off the line. The tight end was wide open across the middle. Yeah, that was a great call by Brett Gordon. That was was a, a read play. Very, very solid to keep this Pensbury team off guard. That's exactly why you run a play like that. 
Now in motion comes Holland. Jet sweep. They hand it off to him. Good blocking to the 35. Cuts inside and dives forward at the 33. That's a gain of about six. And it'll be second and four for the Explorers. And that's nice yardage from Holland, too. It gives Cy Madden a little rest. Now a somewhat methodical drive for this Explorer team that started at their own 34-yard line. Lamort in the shotgun. One receiver to the near side. That's Holland. Across the middle, Scanlon has it again at the 25-yard line and goes down at the 21. And some great quick passes by Tom Lamort here, hitting his spots, getting the Scanlon there for the past two throws. A nice five-yard pass for a 10, 15-yard gain. Yeah, they're not long throws, and, and that's something he can do really well. He put it right on his hands. Abe Polster with the stop for Pensbury on that last play. A first down for the Explorers. They'll have it at their... At the 22-yard line, this of the Pensbury Falcons, driving deep into their territory. Lamort, screenplay now, gets it to Holland. Can't make the first man miss. That time, a really good play from number 54, Deontay Wiggins, the linebacker. He just held on to his shoes. And that's got to be the key for this Pensbury team, a LaSalle team with a lot of speed on the outside. They're going to have these one-on-one -on -one matchups because of the spread nature of the offense LaSalle plays. you got to make those open field tackles, and so far they have. Yeah, LaSalle with a lot of playmakers, so Pensbury's cornerbacks and safeties need to make a lot, of, a lot of tackles, and you can't have arm tackles going on there. I should have bridged the statement. Tackling guys in the open field, not named Cy Madden. This time <laughs> he runs it up the middle and carries two men on his back all the way down to the 15-yard line. A gain of eight. And that was a nice play. Lamore, he changed the play at the line of scrimmage. And, Bob, you weren't exaggerating there. He had a guy on his back. It looked like he was carrying him there. <laughs> Third and we'll call it three. 7.30 to play second quarter. LaSalle leading 7 to nothing on the road against Pensbury. A nice venue here, Falcon Field. And Harry Scanlon's wide open. No one was there. They no can't get the snap yet. off quick enough. Over to get him was number 24, Tyrone Hodges. With a quick snap, it would have been an easy touchdown for the Explorers. Instead, a high snap, diving on his side, Madden. And now that's going to take him out of field goal range. They have to fall on it at the 27-yard line. Yeah, they were definitely in Mike Wells' field goal range. That's a loss of four. I'm sorry, 14. 14, 14 yards. Yeah, it looks like the offense is staying on here. They might try for a 14-yard a game for a first down there. Wow. It's maybe more like a loss of 12 after all that, but it will be fourth, and they call it 14. Offense stays on the field. Points taken off the board, at least for the moment. LaSalle's going to need to get 14-plus yards for a first down, and now a timeout will be called by Pensbury. They weren't ready for the look. And the defensive coordinator is visibly upset by the need to call that timeout. But, again, it's a big play. If you don't have your defense set, you're not really counting on your offense to score a ton of points tonight, so you need to get this call right. But, Chris, maybe you can help me out with this one. I did it the best I could last week, but the LaSalle College High School open house on October 2nd. If uh, you want to be part of, well, I'll just say it, the best school in the, uh, in the Philadelphia area. Come on out on October 2nd. It's a great opportunity to meet some of the professors, to see the school and everything that this campus 
and uh, an academic program has to offer. That's October 7th, lschs.org. Chris, how did I do? That's not bad, Bob. Now, we're uh, 11 in the morning to uh, 2 in the afternoon. There will be three information sessions starting on the hour at 11, 12, and 1. Uh, it's a great opportunity to see everything that the school has to offer. You get a tour from students. You can see all the activities, sports, everything that the school um, has really become famous for. Fourth and 14, Lamort takes the snap, five-step drop, throws it long, has Holland. Does he make the play? Did he get the foot in? Ball is dropped. They call it a touchdown. touchdown. The Explorers lead 13 to nothing. What a play by Troy Holland. Great pass by Tom Lamort, putting the spot where only Troy Holland could catch it. Great tiptoes in the corner there, touched the pylon and got a touchdown there. I mean, he had to keep both feet in bounds and, to, I mean... This is one of those times you really wish we had instant replay. I would have loved to have seen that because it was in the. It, it could not have been in a more remote sight line for us. Wow! Yeah, he dropped that ball on the track, but had it long enough. Dropped it on his own volition. What a play by the pylon! Wells is up and good on the extra point. It's fourteen nothing. Explorers and they convert on the fourth and fourteen for touchdown. We'll be back on the other side. You are listening to LaSalle College High School Football on Bob Long Sports. The attorneys at Hallen Hess O'Connell have experience encompassing a wide variety of commercial, property, construction, criminal, and estate litigation. Call today at 215-287-9292 or CUP Wawa. Our attorneys are adept to changes in the law, which is a great benefit to our achievements and your success. Our goal is to handle your situation in a professional manner to get you the justice that you deserve. Our focus is you. Visit us online at howlandhess.com or call 215-287-9292. Welcome back to Pensbury High School. Daniel Karish set to kick off to the Pensbury Falcons and back deep to receive is Nate Bost. Number 14 back as well, David Burke. Karish approaches, swings the right foot, end over end spin. A nice kick. Is caught by Boss at the 3, up to the 15. Now scoots away at the 20, breaks another tackle at the 25. Another one at the 30, moves the legs forward, and he's down at the 39, make it 40-yard line. Great starting field position for the Pensbury Falcons. Yeah, that was poor coverage by the Explorers. I mean, that ball was kicked to the end zone. I mean, he kicked it to the goal line. Um... Just some missed tackles. Yeah, they had their hands on him. They just have a lot of arm tackles. They need to get a good grip on him and get him down. The offense of Pensbury back on the field. Zach DeMarcus, the quarterback, on the near hash. Handoff to Robbins. Robbins gets blown up one, maybe two yards past the line of scrimmage. Austin Lemke there on the tackle along with Liam Trainer. Yeah, Lemke and Trainer together there stopped uh, stopped Robbins right in his tracks. It's a really good linebacking core this year, guys. Liam Trainer going both ways now, tight end and linebacker. And Lemke, a leader on this defense last year, returns as a captain. Oh, and they have size and speed. And they have some nice size on the front line. I mean, Tyler Whitehead's a big boy. Number 76. Absolutely huge. 
Snapped to Demarchik, barely got there. Demarcus can't get away. A huge sack from Chris Maloney just continued to fight into the backfield. That's going to be a loss of over 10 yards. Back at the 29-yard line of Pensbury after initial gain on that first play of one yard. They're going to drop them back 12 more yards, third and 21 upcoming. Yeah, unfortunately, given Zach DeMarcus's size, when he, you know, when, when he's back there and looks up, he can't see anyone. I mean, all he sees is a gold helmet coming at him. Yeah, 5'9", the lefty quarterback. DeMarcus, third and 21, drops back. Pressure! Spins away from the first would-be tackler. Going to have to let it go and does. Throws it over the middle. Catch is made, but only at the 44-yard line. Still six yards short. The catch made by number 13, Jason Cook. It was, a nice, wow. it was a nice play to pick up that yardage. He, I tell you. He was almost down twice for an even bigger loss than the first time. Yeah, Jason Kessler was coming right at him on the uh, outside linebacker blitz there. There was no one, no one guarding him. And uh, DeMarcus spun out, got a nice pass there, but just didn't get the first. Now Chris Knapp out to punt, heels on his own 32-yard line, back deep to receive Tom Flavin and Troy Holland. Running kick, another line drive. This one will be caught in the air by Flavin. Comes to the outside, has a little bit of blocking up to the 40-yard line, makes one man miss, and is taken down at the 45 of LaSalle. And the Explorers will have 55 yards to gain for their third touchdown of the game, leading by 14 with 3.51 to play in the second quarter. Again, another low-line driver, but that time Flavin was able to catch it on the fly and uh, advance it a good 10, 12 yards. Three minutes and 51 seconds of game time until the Howland Hess O'Connell halftime show. We'll have breakdown on this game as well as, well, the best opening Saturday in the history of college football. I want to see and hear your guys' thoughts on that. Lamort in the I formation, hands off to Cy Madden. Cy Madden gets through the hole, breaks a tackle at the 50, and then goes through two more down at the 43-yard line of Pensbury, a first down for the Explorers. And a big hole for Cy Madden there, just runs right through it, gets a nice 12-yard gain, tackled, but he's still running forward. Looked to be rotating the left arm after, actually it was the right arm. Left arm looked a little shaky too as he came up. No worse for the wear. Maybe took a little stinger. First down for the Explorers. We'll hand it off to Madden again. Has tons of room, and there's a reason why. It was a hold. The flag will come, and he'll come back after being taken down at the 27-yard line. It was a gain of about 14, but hold is already called. They'll back up the Explorers 10 yards. That was one of the fastest flags I've ever seen thrown. It was a visible hold there. Yeah. I'm not sure who did it, but he had a, an arm extended, had the guy held. Uh, good 12-yard gain. Nice run by Cy Madden, but it's going back. Yeah, it looked like Matt Weichel. Weichel to center. Cy Madden will come off the field this time for this play. It will be first and 20 with three minutes and 20 seconds to play. Now as Madden comes off the field, guys, let's just debrief about this kid for the few seconds we have as they walk off this penalty. This is a kid that had 196 yards in last week's game against North Penn. One man essentially keeping them in this in that particular game, and now here he is at it again today. The man is just, he has a motor that can go all day long. 
And like I said at the start of this game, he's something special to see as a north-south runner. Um, he looks, he loves contact. He loves to run through guys, and it's really fun to watch him. In high school, you, you don't see many guys like this, so it's fun to watch. Now, I'm, I apologize, that, but the, to take the attention away from Madden here, but they walked him off 15 yards, it appears, and John Steinmetz is in the officials here right. about that. Now, if it's a chop block, which I could understand if it was Weichel, right? You have a guy up top. If it's Weichel engaged and then someone goes low. No, but they, they called a hold. They called hold. That's exactly right. So I don't understand the call, and I assume that's the conversation Steinmetz had as well. The hold took place at the line of scrimmage. It's exactly right. Yep. But you're right. I think Steinmetz has had some issues with this officiating crew from the onset of this game. Delay handoff. Here comes Quills up to the 40, up to the 50. And goes down at the 45-yard line of Pensbury. A really nice run from Quills. Yeah, almost back to the original line of scrimmage. About yeah. a yard shy. They give him up to the 43. Second and 11. Two minutes, 32 seconds to play. First half, LaSalle leads 14 to nothing over Pensbury on the road. Coming off a loss in week one to fellow District 1 opponent, North Penn. Hand off to Quills. Cuts inside at the 40. Now to the 35. Breaks a tackle at the 30. Ball is loose. Who's going to come up with Pensbury it? Has it's it. at the 21-yard line. No signal yet from the official. Chris Pensbury thinks Pensbury, Pensbury has the football. Quills a little loose with the football. That was a very good run by Manny Quills, but you got to hold on to the ball at the yeah, end. You got to protect the ball at the end. It. He was going down. He needed to protect that ball. They're going to spot it at the 22, close to the 23 yard line. First I mean, that really would have been a dagger for the Explorers. I mean, yeah. like, just a little over two minutes remaining. They're down to the 20 yard line. They're going to get something out of that drive. And that was a nice play by Carpenter coming behind him and knocking the ball out, though. Very possibly game-saving there for Pensbury. Hand off to Robbins to the outside. Flavin is there and makes the play. Nice stop about three yards from the original line of scrimmage along the LaSalle sideline. Second and seven. Now we'll see if they open the playbook at all here or if they're comfortable going in trailing by 14. Can't imagine they are, but this isn't exactly the portion of the football field that the Pensbury offense feels most comfortable. No, and the Explorers have two timeouts left. I wouldn't be surprised for them to burn at least one to try to get the ball back with some decent time. Robbins inside, handoff. Play made amongst a myriad of tacklers, and now a timeout is called by the LaSalle Explorers. You called it, Chris. It'll be third and about five. Yeah. But like you said, Bob, I mean, they may not be able to do it right now. They may not be able to drop back and pass, take some chances, but at some point if they want to win this game, they're going to have to take chances. The LaSalle D is looking for the run, so they're, they're needing to, to show him something else. Yeah. LaSalle's going to grow complacent standing, you know, at, at, that line of, you know, at that line of scrimmage waiting for the run, and they're going to put one over their head. It'll be third and five, and well, Cy Madden has been doing yeoman's work, and, you know, running the ball that many times, that can be taxing. You know what else can be taxing? Running a business, both in time and money. Don't get tangled up in the headaches and loopholes of litigation. Count on Helen Hess O'Connell to protect your legal interests so you can get back to who and what you love. 
The attorneys at Howland, Hess, O'Connell, are available now at 215-287-9292. That's C-U-P-Y-Y. Howland, Hess, Geenan, Torpy, Cassidy, and O'Connell. Attorneys at law serving greater Philadelphia, Bucks, and Montgomery County for over 150 years. Call 215-287-9292 and visit them online at howlandhess.com. Check out their Facebook page as well. Third and five for Pensbury. Four-man front for the Explorers defensive line. Over the middle, thrown and broken up. The Explorers and number 10, Devin Smith, the safety, made a nice play. Taking it away from number 13, Jason Cook. It was a good throw. Can't take anything away from DeMarcus's throw. No, he made him. That was a nice, nice defensive play. There were some people screaming for a penalty, but there was no... He arrived when both the ball be, arrived. Yeah, he arrived when the ball arrived. They both went for the ball. And now going to be good field position for the Explorers, and they retain their timeout. Here's the punt. Caught there by Troy Holland. They're going to say yeah. that he waved for a fair catch. I think they said that his knee went down. Said, oh, I think he okay. went, his knee went down as he touched as he caught the ball. Again, we would, have, we would benefit from an instant replay, but that's what it did look like. So it'll be at the 45-yard line. Flavin has words, as does Holland, as they both walk off the field. So we're 119 remaining to the end of the first half. And Chris Plenty of time for the Explorers. Two timeouts for the Explorers, not one. That's not right. The Explorers definitely burned one on the offensive end. I think you're right. So our count has one timeout remaining for the Explorers. Forty-five yard line of the LaSalle Explorers. They need the forty-five of Pensbury for a first down. Two-minute drill here is with one nineteen to play. Lamort sneaks it up the middle. Nowhere fast. Maybe he has a half yard after all. But the tackle made at the line of scrimmage by number sixty-eight for Pensbury, Matt Russell. And yeah, if, he, not, if he didn't have anything there, he would have been better throwing the ball away. Yeah, and if, I'm not too sure, but it looked like that was like a a, a run called for Tom Lamort. It looks like he was. Like fake pass in there and run wait for the run. Certainly intriguing decision. Now he drops back, throws deep over the middle. Quills gets drilled and it's intercepted. Popped out of his hand and came down into the hands of number 35, Andrew Basalia. It's a first down for Pensbury and they come up with another huge play. A beautiful throw from Lamort. Quills never really had it, was bobbling it till he got leveled. Ball popped into the air, and Basalia, that's where he came up with it. The problem is he didn't come down with it the first time. It was right in his hands. He kind of caught it, popped up. He came down with it again, but by that time, he was he was a target. Another thing, a lot a lot of balls have been bobbled by these wide receivers of LaSalle. They need to help Tom Lamort out here. He's having some beautiful throws I've seen so far, so at halftime, they may need to talk about that and step it up. This is a very different Tom Lamort than last week. Nassan Robbins handed off to the outside. He goes, flag is down. They'll bring this back for a hold. He got five. Clock runs until they recognize the flag, and they'll stop it. 41.2 to play, second quarter. Yes, Lamort, a very accurate quarterback, able to throw the ball on the run. We've seen that once or twice tonight. That a beautiful ball, and he throws a very catchable ball as well. Yeah, I mean, if he holds on to that and goes down, the Explorers have the ball at the 30. But like you said, Bob, he throws some nice spirals and a, a nice beautiful throws on, on the spot and puts it in a, the right spot for the receivers to catch. 
Now the hold is called. They're going to walk it off from the spot of the penalty? Will they? No. So the Explorers must have declined the yeah, penalty. They, they declined the penalty. Second and seven upcoming. Hand off to Robbins. Maloney is there and makes the play. It'll be third and five after the Explorers burn a timeout. So timeout for the Explorers, 14 to nothing. And they must still have the one timeout, Chris, for whoever's calculating it. It might be an incorrect calculation uh, if you're if you're I don't think you get to carry one over from the previous game. <laughs> 30 seconds exactly, but they're not calling that timeout if they don't have another one remaining no. for third down. But as you said, Bob, declining that penalty, a big call by them. Uh, they really put in trust in their defense to make the third down stop here. Right, and what it comes down to is that clock would have still been running. So first down, second down, third down, they wouldn't have had the timeouts appropriate to stop it all those times. I'm okay with the call, though, because, as I've said before, you're not afraid, at least not yet, of this Pensbury offense. I'd have to agree with you. Still on their side of midfield. You're just Although you for do the set them further back on the punt. But they wouldn't have a punt. Yeah, you're right. There wouldn't have been a punt. And now it'll be a loss of three as the inside handoff to Robbins took him down. And I think you were right, Chris. You were absolutely right because nobody's burning a timeout. Yeah. If they had one to burn, they would have done it. So way to stick to your guns, my friend. <laughs> down to seven seconds and now six. They won't snap it again. After the first half, it's 14 to nothing. LaSalle leads on the road at Pensbury, trying to respond after a loss last year, or I should, should say last week, to North Penn. And last year, they hosted this Pensbury team. They won that game 14 to nothing as well. It's now time for the Howland Hess O'Connell pregame, or I should say halftime show, as we are halfway through here from Pensbury. We'll be back on the other side. You are listening to LaSalle College High School Football on Bob Long Sports. The attorneys at Hallen Hess O'Connell have experience encompassing a wide variety of commercial, property, construction, criminal, and estate litigation. Call today at 215-287-9292 or CUP Wawa. Our attorneys are adept to changes in the law, which is a great benefit to our achievements and your success. Our goal is to handle your situation in a professional manner to get you the justice that you deserve. Our focus is you. Visit us online at howlandhess.com or call 215-287-9292. Lmark Signs and Graphics, your choice for custom signs and design, has been servicing the Philadelphia area for over 30 years. From illuminated signs to vehicle wraps, Lmark Signs is your choice for all your custom signs needs. Lmark delivers high-quality signs with a courteous, helpful, and experienced staff. Visit them at lmarksigns.com or give them a call at 610-692-0525. Again, that's lmarksigns.com, 610-692-0525. Go check out their website for some great examples of signs that Lmark has created and be sure to tell them that Bob Long Sports sent you. lmarksigns.com, your choice for custom signs and design. Hi, this is Rob Stott with Bob Long Sports. BLS is the official host of the pregame show for the Philadelphia Soul. Be sure to tune in before every home game for featured interviews with head coach Clint Dolzell and quarterback Dan Radiball. 
as well as player profiles. We even get the opportunity to speak with AFL Commissioner Scott Butera. Commissioner of the Arena Football League, Scott Butera on the line. You do a tremendous job. I, I, you know, of all the you know, local broadcast teams, you know, by far, Philadelphia is the gold standard in our league. You know, I wish they all could be like that because you really understand our game. You promote it well. And- so be sure to tune in 30 minutes before every home game and check at Bob Long Sports on Twitter for programming updates. This is Bob Long here, and you certainly know me from BLS, doing LaSalle College High School broadcasts, our weekly radio shows, and everything in between. However, during the 9 to 5, I am a commercial banker in the greater Philadelphia area. If your business is looking for financing or any other type of assistance, you can reach me at 215-328-2578. That's 215-328-2578. I've had experience in the energy industry, healthcare, public finance, as well as in manufacturing and leasing. Bob Long, a commercial banker in the greater Philadelphia market, helping your businesses grow. Bob Long from Bob Long Sports here, and I want to tell you about the good folks over at City Year Philadelphia. Every day, the dedicated young adults at City Year make an impact in high-need schools in Philadelphia and in 26 other cities across the country by serving students who need extra help to stay on track to graduate. If you are ages 17 to 24 and are interested in serving as a tutor, role model, or mentor, check out the inspiring stories at hashtag MakeBetterHappen. City Year is currently accepting applicants for the next school year. Hey, Bob Long Sports fans, how can you stay involved with the site anytime? A reminder to follow us on Twitter, at Bob Long Sports. You can also access our Facebook group. Just search Bob Long Sports and it'll come right up. And then, if you have a smartphone, you can listen to any of our live programming by visiting the Ustream app, that's U-S-T-R-E-A-M, searching Bob Long Sports, all one word, and you can access any live programming on the Bob Long Sports network. So be sure to stay connected to Bob Long Sports. Bob Long Sports, Bob Long Sports, your daily dose of sports. Sports. BobLongSports.com gives you not only the best radio broadcasts on the internet, but plenty of articles as well. Stay up to date on your Penn State football team. Stay up to date on college football, the MLB, the NFL, and every other major sport out there. Tune in to all the radio shows and be sure to check our website regularly to see what content we have up now. And when you hear that jingle... Bob Long Sports, Bob Long Sports, your daily dose of sports. Sports. You know you're in the right place. Bob Long from Bob Long Sports here, and I want to urge all our listeners to visit our friends at Dunphy Ford in the Northeast. Dunphy Ford has all the latest Ford models, trucks, SUVs, and sedans. They also have a wide selection of used cars, trucks, and SUVs as well. Owned by a LaSalle graduate, and a proud sponsor of Explorers Basketball, Dunphy Ford should be your first stop to buy or lease a new car. Visit them at 7700 Frankfurt Avenue in the Northeast or at dunphyford.com. It is the Howland Hess O'Connell Halftime Show here on Bob Long Sports. Bob Long, Chris Carabello, Dan Madden alongside your broadcast team for LaSalle College High School football this season. 
Start with you here, Dan, with the thoughts on the first half. Uh, this LaSalle football team made some mistakes down the stretch, but all in all, played a pretty solid first half, very good defensively. You know, a couple turnovers, really the only thing holding more points off the board. Uh, yeah, LaSalle looks a lot more comfortable on the field today. Um, Tommy the Mort looking confident in the pocket, Cy Madden doing his usual thing. Manny Quills, a standout player so far, had the one fumble, uh, a mistake there, but so far so good for him. Um, the offensive line not letting any penetration get through. They just look like a much better team than last week to me. Yeah, and this is a LaSalle football team that next week will go play Malvern Prep at Franklin Field. This is an easy game in between North Penn and then all that that building has to offer, all that Malvern Prep and that rivalry has to offer. You know, you don't want to overlook a game like this, and they certainly did not. Right, exactly. But like you said, next week at Franklin Field, that's a huge game. Something, you know, you can't not get up for, you know. Something that uh, I know LaSalle's going to be hyped for that game. I know that Malvern's going to be hyped for that game. It's going to be really exciting to watch. But back to this game, uh, Pensbury's offense not looking too threatening right now. I'm looking for them to, you know, start to pass a little bit more. So the LaSalle defense, LaSalle cornerbacks need to be wary of what's going to happen in the second half. Now let's talk some college football, Dan. It's that time of year. We had the openers Last night, two actually uh, schools of former LaSalle quarterbacks playing. Maine played against Connecticut on the road, where Chris Ferguson plays. And then Vanderbilt played against South Carolina. Kyle Shermer, the starting quarterback this year for Vanderbilt. Now, not without a little bit of controversy. They were going with essentially a two-man system. Shermer leads him straight down the field. They yank him, and uh, maybe wasn't quite the same after that. And now Derek Mason suffering a, a little bit of backlash because of his decision to continue to rotate after the former LaSalle quarterback Shermer looked so good. Right. Um, Shermer last night, he looked like he was under pressure a lot. The Vanderbilt offensive line didn't look too good to me, but it was a, a really good game in the end. South Carolina, I think, took the victory, right? They did. Uh, they had the field goal at the end of the game. 13-10. to 10. Um, A very defensive game, but Shermer did look good to me, and he had flashes of, of what he could be. But, again, he was under pressure a lot of the night, so it was tough for him to get in his groove. He took a big hit in the third quarter, too. And a lot of people thought that he didn't come back in the game because of the injury. Right. But, I mean, he took a big shot um, midway through that third quarter. Now let's move to Saturday's game, Labor Day weekend. Oklahoma against Houston, and this could be the start of a big rivalry between those two teams. And very well might be the last year that Houston remains out of the Big 12. They're taking suitors and having those conversations about what might be the next two teams to join the Big 12 so that that conference can have a conference championship game. Houston clearly ripe for the picking, a very, very good program. Rack number 15 in the country going up against the number three Sooners. Yeah, Houston last year, very explosive offense, very fast, very quick working. Um, and last year, Oklahoma, Baker Mayfield, like a playmaker of a quarterback. You saw you saw that in Johnny Manziel at uh, Texas A&M where you could run out of the pocket and you, were, you didn't know if he was going to run or pass. Um, something that will be tough for Houston's defense to take. Um, because he's just you know very versatile as a quarterback and I think Oklahoma will take that victory I think it'll be tough for Houston to be able to stop that offense and Oklahoma's defense looks really good this year so it's a very interesting game to watch to me but I think Oklahoma will take it Villanova travels to Pittsburgh Uh, soft spot in my heart for Villanova obviously but soft spot in about everybody in this stands that's affiliated with LaSalle's heart for Ryan Winslow the starting punter for Pittsburgh who's done really really well 
since he arrived on campus. Villanova's going to be a little undermanned. Zach Bednarczyk is going to be the quarterback again for this uh, Villanova football team. Uh, I think it'll be tough for them, but a good experience to go on the road and a nice payday for Villanova University. Yeah, exactly. A D1 AA uh, team going against a D1 Pittsburgh team. Um, they're up against a big team there. Uh, I know the running back for Pitt just got great news that he's cancer-free, so that's awesome for him. Yep, he'll, be playing, he'll be playing football again. Uh, great for him. I'm excited to see him play. Uh, Villanova up against a big team there. I don't know if they can. I don't know if they can handle them there. I'm sorry, Bob, but uh, it's good for them because it, it's good. It's good uh, media time for them. It's good to get out there for them. Now everybody's favorite party boy slash West Coast quarterback Zach Rosen for UCLA. He'll travel to Kyle Field at 3:30, and he's on the record saying, "Quote: After about 50,000 fans." It all sounds the same, trying to downplay the effects of Kyle Field, the additions they've made, the 12th man, and that raucous atmosphere at College Station. I think he's in for a a rude awakening when he arrives after poking at the bear of the 12th man. Oh, for sure. Um, Texas A&M, one of the the best fan bases, college fan bases in the whole NCAA. Uh, Rosen, like you said, poking a sleeping bear there. I don't know if you want to do that. Um, I'm looking for a what's going to be a rowdy game there and i think i think rosen might be a little ra- more rattled than he think he that he saw before the game so i think texas a might take that one i think this is one of the biggest games for the pac-12 as a whole it's a conference where you're going to have southern cal go play alabama in week one ucla play texas a&m in week one it's a conference that last year was left out of the college football playoff because those teams beat each other up too much and the winner had two losses if they can't get through these sec teams they're already behind the eight ball those two teams right near the top no room for for error and you could see another year without the pac-12 and the college football playoff if these two games against sec foes go the way a lot of people are predicting yeah, all these games are going to be interesting for me specifically because the SEC is more of a defensive-based um, division while Pac-12 is explosive offenses yep. such as Oregon, UCLA, and all of them. So it'll be, a, it'll be weird to watch because, you know, watching like great offenses versus great defenses, it's, it's cool to see because you want to see who's better at what, what their specialty is. Right. I think Alabama will take that game because, you know, Alabama, they're flirting with what it is a dynasty there. You know, they're, they're flirting had, with. <laughs> wow, I think they're on the second date. Yeah, I know, right. So I think they'll take that game. That They're just what looks like unstoppable at this point. Um, the SEC is almost a powerhouse. Yep. Yep. LSU, Wisconsin, another great game. Uh, I think, and this one's in Lambeau. LSU going northward for that. I think LSU and Leonard Fournette have the chance to win that Western division this year over Alabama and possibly sort of uh, exercise the demons that they've taken so long to to overcome. Yeah, Les Miles, a great coach to me, a very very great coach. Um, Leonard Fournette, one of the, if not the best running back in college football, will be a great NFL player in the future. Um, I have a question for you, actually. Les Miles said he does not want his players jumping in the Lambeau Leap. What are your thoughts on that? If you're an 18- to 21-year-old college kid, how can you not do that? Yeah, I I tell you, I hear you. Um, That's one of those experiences. You don't want to ruin your season, obviously, but if you get the chance to play in Lambeau, I say do it. 
Yeah, I, I'd say too, but at the same time, Les Miles seems like the kind of guy you don't want to mess with, you know? Yeah. He seems like he could end your season really quick. I say this. I say this to Coach Miles. Now, I probably get seated on the bench. Listen, <laughs> if you get to eat grass off the, the <laughs> turf at Death Valley, I get to jump wherever I want to jump. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Lambeau Leap's one of the, the trademarks of the Green Bay Packers and trademarks of that field there. Um, <laughs> if I'm an 18 to 21-year-old guy, I'd definitely be doing it, but at the same time, I don't want my season to end too quick. Uh, Penn State plays Kent State. I don't think they'll have any issues there. I certainly hope not. Trace McSorley, the new starter for the Nittany Lions. Three more games I want to hit on very quickly. The 9 o'clock game on Saturday, Clemson against Auburn. They go to to Auburn to play that game. Tigers on Tigers, and this is very important for Auburn because they have a very difficult schedule to start off the SEC slate. A couple games early against ranked teams, in addition to this one against Clemson, you could be looking at a one and four team really easily. Yeah, um, Deshaun Watson and Clemson looking at a looking at a great team this year. They could be contenders, if not winners, of the college national championship. Yep. But Auburn, past few years have struggled. You know, the recruiting hasn't been as great as it has been in history. Um, like you said, they have a really tough schedule. They're in a tough division of the SEC, having to play in Alabama every year. You know, that's the rivals. Alabama gets up for that game. Yep. You're looking at a team that could either be a a great upset team this year or could have their season in shambles yep sean white the new quarterback for auburn on sunday notre dame against texas a 730 kick um texas an up-and-coming team this year you know their coach i'm not sure what's his name charlie strong charlie strong great coach uh very underrated i think he he coaches his team very well and they could be contenders this year Um, they could be ranked i'm not sure how high but they'll give notre dame a game for sure Ole Miss against Florida State. Ole Miss is a team that has had Alabama's number in recent years. Florida State, a team that's trying to get back and has a very realistic chance to compete with Clemson for that Atlantic Division title. And if they do, I think they'll run over who wins, whoever wins Coastal and could find themselves in the college football playoff. But, you know, it's all going to be about that game against Clemson later in the year. You want to get off to a good start this weekend. Yeah, Florida State's running back, Cook, a great running back. You know, they're going to rely on him for a lot of yards every game like LSU does for Fournette. Um, I'm looking for them to have an explosive offense like they usually do. Their defense is, is, fair, is doing a fairly well job the past couple years. Um, and a surprisingly tough ACC this year. You know, they have to play Clemson, who this year could be the national championship winners again with Deshaun Watson. But um, Florida State looks good this year. I I, I, I'm very confident in them, surprisingly. You know, they have a, a very good team to me. I'm going to give you my bold college football playoff four, and this will go up on Bob Long Sports later as well. But, you know, I don't know if I'm necessarily committing to these, but very bold, but things that I think could possibly happen. Start with the non-bold one, Clemson. I think they win uh, the, the ACC and go as the number one overall seed with an undefeated record. TCU, I think, wins the big game at home against Oklahoma, and that's enough with one loss to get them to the college football playoff. All right, get ready to lose your socks. In a very easy, or should I say winnable, SEC East, I think Tennessee loses the game in the regular season to Alabama, comes back in the SEC championship in the in Atlanta and wins and goes to the college football playoff with one loss. Wow. And I think Iowa can do it again. You can, all right. Um, they, were, they were a goal line stand away, and I think the West is... I guess, weaker than it was last year. Yeah, you say it's a bold move with Tennessee. Last night they didn't look too good, maybe a little rusty to start the season, but they do look good as a team. I think they can contend with Alabama. You know, Alabama, like I said, is a dynasty, basically. You know, their defense is 
the best every year. But if Tennessee gets up for that game in the SEC championship, they can win and they can get in the college playoff. You're right. All right, this is the Howland Hess O'Connell Halftime Show serving Philadelphia, Montgomery, and Bucks County. Visit them, howlandhess.com. And thanks to partner Michael Cassidy, former LaSalle College High School player and alum, and Michael Cassidy Jr., former quarterback for this LaSalle Explorers team. And we are just about ready for the second half as the Explorers will kick off to Pensbury. 14 to nothing. The Explorers lead. They'll kick from left to right on your radio dial. Daniel Karish takes a few steps towards the LaSalle sideline. Arm in the air, and he's ready to go. Bost is back there deep to receive, along with Burke. Kick is to Burke. Fumbles it at the 8-yard line. Picks it up. Now to the 15. Cuts across. Has some room and blockers the 25 runs into Trey McNeil bad idea wraps him up and down he goes at the 24 yard line I will say this that Pensbury does a real nice job of blocking on the returns because they give him enough time to get a little momentum because again that's a very low kick right at him he kind of flubbed it was able to field it cleanly and still have some momentum to get up and moving there weren't a lot of missed tackles there they were blocked now out comes the quarterback for Pensbury, Zach DeMarcus. Nassan Robbins to his left, taking the majority of the snaps from the running back position. Up the middle and grabbed at the line of scrimmage. Maloney's in there for the tackle, as is Austin Lemke. Colin Hirschman was in there as well, coming off the edge. Great penetration by the defensive line there to stop the run. Um, LaSalle looks ready for the run, so Pensbury needs to either take their chance or stick with what they have here. It's now second and ten after no gain on first down. Out comes David Burke lining up in the slot as he adjusts his chin strap. The lefty drops back, throws over the middle, hit well, but... Holding on to the ball once again, taking some big hits. Jason Cook, number 13, good enough for a first down. And a great catch by the Pensbury wide receiver there. Seamus Hecker trying to knock the ball out, and he, he holds on, has strong hands there, and gets the 15-ish yard gain. First down from the 38-yard line. Bob Long, Daniel Madden, Chris Carabello alongside. Dan Madden, class of 2017. We're really happy to be joined by him as a student in the broadcast booth. Really excited to be here, Bob. Thanks for the opportunity. First and 10. DeMarcus keeps it and goes up the middle to the 45 to the 50. Is hit there. That's going to be an 11-yard gain. Good enough for a first down. A half yard shy of midfield. And Pensbury strings together a couple first downs. Again, they saw something from the sideline because they called the play back and called something else. Um... Yeah, I've been looking for that all game by DeMarcus. He's been handed off the whole game, and he hasn't been hasn't used the option much, and that got a nice 10-yard gain. This time he doesn't pull it. He hands it off to Robbins. Robbins cannot get to the outside. Maloney, Maloney has the lateral quickness to get to the outside, outside the hash marks. You just don't see that from a lot of defensive tackles slash ends like him. Yeah, I mean, you have Maloney, Trainer, Hirschman. They have size and speed, Lemke. Um, they're just not going to be able to get outside there. I think what they did on the last um, on the last play there, where they took it up the middle, 
I, they, I think they took advantage of maybe the one weakness that the Explorers have there in that uh, you can get past Whitehead. Three receivers to the outside. They're going to throw a screen, oh, it's and it's intercepted. At the 40-yard line, the Explorers get it back. Daniel Kuznetsov, the pass was beyond the outstretched arm of Tyrone Hodges Jr., tipped it right into the gully of number 52, Kuznetsov, and the Explorers' offense start in great field position. That was as close as a pick six as you were ever going to get. I think he saw the end zone and didn't realize that there was someone nearby him. Yeah, but DeMarcus looks like he pulled a string there, you know, uh, had a short, easy throw, threw it a little too high for Tyrone Hodges, and tipped it up right for uh, Kuznetsov to grab. Sometimes young quarterbacks can make that mistake on those screenplays. You want to lead the guy. Don't lead the guy. Throw it right at him. Make him make the moves. Get the ball in the hands of your playmakers, and that is just a young mistake from DeMarcus. Now a screen pass. That's how you throw it. Right to Madden. Not a ton of blocking on the outside, though. Back to the line of scrimmage. Tripped up there by number 20 for Pensbury, Andre Birch. A good first play call by the Explorers, but they didn't have much blocking on the right side there. Would have been a good screen, but they didn't They didn't have the blockers out there, and Cy looked like he beat them out before they could get there. No, Brendan O'Brien wasn't able to hold off his guy, and um, he was able to get around him and make the tackle. Now Joe Burnham, the fullback, comes into the game. Lines up next to number seven, Tom Lamort, who stands in the shotgun. Ball in the near hash, two receivers to the far side. Handoff to Madden. Cuts inside, what a move. Flag is thrown. Madden breaks another tackle. It's going to be about a gain of 15, but they will likely bring this back. But, Bob, there was another flag. There's another the flag that looked, like, that looked like face mask. Yeah, it looks like the ref saw some face mask on the defense there. Penalties could offset. Which is a shame because it was a nice game by Cy Madden. Referees in deliberation. Crew chief turns to us. Hold against the Explorers. And sideline warning, or sideline penalty, I should say. Infringement oh, wow. against Pensbury. So those penalties should offset. Timeout called by the official to come over and explain it to Pensbury. That's something that affected the Explorers last year in the state semifinal, I think. It did. State quarters, I mean, sorry. So now we await further direction, but... But he it called really the penalty. He didn't call a warning. He right. called a penalty. That's yeah, not a sideline no warning. warning. It's a sideline side penalty. penalty. Yep. They had to have gone onto the field or touched the... I, I, they, they had to have touched the sideline. Or perhaps if not, they had then been they, warned already. Yeah. Right. Maybe we didn't see that earlier in the game. So they'll back it up to the original line of scrimmage. They're going to replay the down. It's second and ten after the first play was a screen pass that got to the line of scrimmage, and that was it. Now the Explorers, as the head referee was still making the call, they get into their huddle, out of their huddle and into their formation at the line of scrimmage. Now they're ready. Lamort rolls, throws on the run, and it's dropped once again right through the hands of Trey McNeil, who's playing both ways for the Explorers. That's an inexcusable drop. It's 
like he didn't necessarily know the ball was coming until it was too late. Just a, a very odd route to the ball. It's the fifth drop pass for the Explorers. And Tom, Tom Lamore, it's played better than his statistics. I mean, if these guys are caught these balls, Tom Lamort and those guys are having a great game, they got to be up even more than 14. It'll be third and 10 from the 40-yard line. Could be four-down territory, but if you get nothing here, I could also see you trying to punt away and pinning this very inept, at least so far, Pensbury offense. Nobody there, and he's going to get absolutely drilled. A huge sack. Tried to inside handoff to Madden, but he was on the other side. Was on that the a broken play? Side, it is. It looks like a miscommunication yeah. between Madden and Lamort there. Um, it was clearly play. a handoff. Yeah. Yep, Madden was on the other side trying to get into the blocking. Lamort tries to hand off. Nobody's there. Even if he had handed off, looks like the Pensbury defense was there to stop him. Now Wells will punt it deep from his own 40. Kicks it high. Hodges weighs for a fair catch. Lets it bounce over his head. Big hop into the end zone. And out to the 20, it will come. That's a great job by Hodges back there, the returner for Pensbury. Heels on about the 9 or 8-yard line. That's usually the threshold. Stand there, and if the ball's over your head, you let it go. If it's in front of you or at you, you make the catch. Plays it by the book. And now Pensbury will start from their own 20. Regardless, a great punt by Mike Wells there. Uh, put it in a perfect spot. The scores just couldn't get there in time, you know? Now it's on this LaSalle defense. 7.57 to play third quarter. LaSalle seemingly giving away offensive opportunities. Now Robbins gets the handoff. Right there is Carter. Makes the play, or excuse me, Tyler Whitehead makes the play in the backfield. That's a big boy on the defensive line. Whitehead, 5'8", 250 pounds. One of those guys you just can't run through, you know. He wraps you up and you're going down. William Turk comes into the game as a tight end for Pensbury. Zach DeMarcus. In the shotgun, now changes the play at the line of scrimmage. Turk comes over to the left side and sets up on the line. One receiver to that side. Offsides. And there is a penalty called. Comes from the far side. It will be offside against the LaSalle Explorers. Will be second and four after the penalty called. 7-11 to play, third quarter. Yeah, Kuznetsov just jumped. The game begging for more scoring, but it's just been turnovers defining things for both teams, especially the LaSalle Explorers in scoring opportunities. Yeah, you got that right, Bob. Explorers could could capitalize on plenty of possessions here, but they just had turnover issues the whole the whole first half. Yeah, the last two minutes and 30 seconds of that first half saw two key turnovers by the Explorers. And then if you count the drop passes, the Explorers could easily have 28 points on the board right now. With the read, DeMarcus pulled it, went right into the big defensive line. Brian Grady, the sophomore defensive lineman with the tackle. Across the front, they have Hirschman. Whitehead, Grady, and Matchett. Dropping is 
and throwing. DeMarcus and drilled is Robbins by number 33 for the Explorers. What a play by Brennan Daly, the linebacker. He got there quick. Didn't let uh, number two, Nassan Robbins, get his feet moving. Stopped him right in his tracks. Now he wrapped his arms around him, kept him still. Now it'll be Christopher Knopp coming in to kick. Flavin and Holland heels on their own 44-yard line. This time he kicks it a little higher, comes to the near sideline. Holland makes the play as he's strutting out of bounds. It'll be at the 44, maybe 45-yard line. A good punt from Knopp. Doing well from the field position perspective for Pensbury tonight. Hasn't had any off the side of his foot, really no room for error as the offense hasn't been able to push the ball. Now he held on to the ball for a little bit there to try to get some coverage. He put some height on the punt this time instead of the side um, punt. And um, he, he, he had been kicking the line drives all night. Just something a little different this time. Now LaSalle offense it will come out with 5.44 to play in the third quarter. Here's Lamort. Trainer comes in motion. Hand off to Cy Madden. Has room to the outside. Now cuts it in up to the 50-yard line. Loses the ball right there to recover as the Explorers at the 50-yard line. Madden a little loose with the football for the first time. And number 72, Chris Maloney, thankfully and fortunately, was right there. And these second and third quarters have been sloppy by the Explorers' offense. A lot of fumbled balls, you know, resulting in turnovers. That play, lucky for the Explorers, they got it back, but need to hold on to the ball. 5-13 to play. Still 14 to nothing since the middle of the second quarter. Hand off to Cy Madden, gets past the 50, up to the 45, spins off three tacklers to the 40, breaks another one, down to the 36-yard line. That'll only go into the book as about a 19-yard run, but that is as tough as it gets from Cy Madden. And after the fumble play last time, you have to forgive him after he gets the 19-yard gain there, breaking four or five tackles. Yeah, four tackles. He was hit four times before he finally went down. That's just something special you see there. Now Carter and Quills to the outside. Quills in the slot. Holland on the far side. Shotgun set for the Explorers. They hand it off to Madden. Makes one man miss. Now cuts inside. Spins right into a big tackle. Gets about four or five down to the 32-yard line. You know, one of the things we haven't talked about tonight because we don't have the benefits of a statistician is time of possession. And LaSalle has dominated time of possession. The Explorers have had long drives while the Falcons here have had, you know, short drives where they just they end up punting the ball because they, they can only run right now, honestly. No, and, and, and Pensbury does have a couple players that are going both ways. At some point, this is going to have to take a toll on them, particularly early in the season. Here's Lamorty, rolls to the outside, nearly throws an interception, went right through the hands of Pensbury, number 33, Ryan Knauf. Wow, that could have been six the other way. There's a reason he's playing on the defensive side of the football. He couldn't have thrown a better ball to Knauf, unfortunately, on the wrong team. No, that was really the first bad ball Tom's probably thrown tonight. Yeah, it looks like he just didn't see Knauf on the outside there. It looks like he was going for a screen or a short slant, just didn't see Knauf cutting in there. Now third and five, LaSalle. Fortunate now twice on this drive to avoid would-be turnovers. Drops back, three-step drop, throws it, and a nice play by Holland. Sneaks out of bounds at the 21-yard line. 
That was a great play call by Brett Gordon there. A nice 10 yard and out there. Great throw by Tomlin Ward. Get his confidence back after that throw. Um, nice first down. I think that's why it's such a great call there as well, Dan. Have him set his feet. The last one was throwing on the run, and we know he can throw the ball well on the run. But set the feet and fire the football. That's what he did on the last one. Right. Hand off to Cy Madden. How does he not get tackled right away? Now he turns his body, picks up four yards. Unbelievable. Maybe maybe three or four there, yes. Was two yards in the backfield. By all, by all virtue, should have been down. Continues to churn the legs. Again, the clock continues to run, coming on the three-minute mark. Yeah, 3.30, 14 to nothing, still the score. Chris, you mentioned it, as did you, Dan, earlier. Methodical drive for this LaSalle team. Deep into the territory of the Falcons here at Falcon Field on a Friday night. Yeah, I'm not sure Pensbury's had two minutes of possession this quarter. Nobody's out there, so Holland takes the screen and gets up well past the first down and inside the 10. Just a perfect read from Tom Lamort. Get up and throw the ball. There's nobody out there. The number 23, Gary Mines, was out there. It looked like he was he planted his foot, stepped forward, and slipped. So Troy Holland had an open open outside corner there and just had a nice gain of yards there. They line up now at the seven. The sticks are dropped. It's first and goal. Ball in the near hash. Holland comes to the outside. Burnham in the backfield as the fullback with Cy Madden and Tom Lamort. Lamort a couple steps behind the center. Hands off to Madden to the inside. Pushes through inside the five to the three-yard line. Three minutes exactly to play in this third quarter. Still 14 to nothing. LaSalle trying to put this one essentially out of reach going into the fourth quarter. Anything can happen, but... This Pensbury offense, much like they did against Frankfurt when they won just ten to six, has looked less than stellar. And Bob, now Pensbury's just put out the big bodies. Yeah, exactly. The, they have no speed on that line. Don't be surprised if Brett Gordon doesn't throw the ball here. Maurice Stukes at three sixty-five is in there, six foot eight, right in front, and now a whistle. Timeout called by Pensbury. Yeah, Pensbury put out every large body they had across that front line. and uh, Yeah, they were looking for the run and saw, saw Tom Lamort ready to pass it, honestly. Yeah. yeah. All of a sudden, he saw three receivers. And, and, and at this point, you'd almost have to think the ball's going to go to trainer. Exactly, yeah. A big body, you know, they yeah. have guys out there that can... He's got trainer and Scanlon that were both out there, and that's where I think the pass was going to, and that's what they didn't have a matchup for. Right. They had a cornerback um, on Carter and Mc, and uh, and Trey McNeil. They did not, and, well, and, Trey, and Troy Holland, um, but they did not have anyone to match up the tight ends. And now they brought out the same lineup. And Bob, I wouldn't be surprised here if the Explorers go back to the run. You know, ground and pound for another. Only, they only need three yards. They have three plays to get in. Three guys over 260 pounds on the defensive line for Pensbury. Lamort in the shotgun. There was movement early, and they called it. Snap came low as well. It would have been an issue, but movement first. False start on the Explorers. They'll back him up to the eight. And sometimes, honestly, the five-yard penalty gives you a little more room to work, gives you more play calls that you have. So so uh, Pensbury doesn't have the option to have those three big guys in the, in the middle there, so it opens up the playbook for the Explorers where they can run or pass. Maurice Stukes running off the field. That's a real sight, I tell you, at 365. 
Matt Russell at six foot two seventy one was chugging along as well. Guy loves the shuttle drill. <laughs> Second Dan, and eight. But Dan, you're right. The Explorers have more offensive weapons at this point, particularly with those three guys out of the game. Snap to Lamort, handoff to Cy Madden. Lost the ball again. This time I think Pensbury may comes have up it. with it. Still waiting for a signal. Looks like one of the offensive linemen for the Explorers came up with it. The Explorers did come up with it. Craig Krug with the fumble recovery. Nah, that was a big recovery. Krug, the guard for this team. But if you're Coach Steinmetz or Coach Gordon, you can't be happy with the Explorers' offense. Lack of, lack of awareness, and they're, they're, they're just fumbling the ball way too much right now. No, we have four fumbles. Through, yeah. I mean, you know, and we're not even through three quarters. Now, fortunately, the Explorers recovered two of them. Right. It's now third and nine. The Explorers still lead 14 to nothing. One minute, 40 seconds remaining in the third quarter. On a Friday night in Fairless Hills against Pensbury. In motion comes Quills. Lamort rolls to his strong side, looks the other way, throws back. Wide open. His trainer makes the play for a touchdown. He dug in like he was going to block, then released to the outside, opposite of the way Lamort was rolling. Lamort plants, fires, an easy touchdown on a tremendous play call by Brett Gordon. Like you said, Bob, a great play call by Brett Gordon there. All the players going to the right side. No one saw Trainer on the left. Lamort plants, throws to the left, gives it to Trainer. And walks in for a touchdown. That is a vintage Brett Gordon play. I mean, you guys don't have the benefit. I mean, I haven't been the play-by-play announcer. I mean, the public address announcer dating back to 2005. That is the exact play they used with Steve Jones and uh, Drew Lockery on that state championship team where Jones would do that all day long. They would throw the ball to the tight end. Yeah. Mike Wells up and good on the extra point. And LaSalle now leads 21 to nothing, so they get away with it. Three should have been turnovers on that possession, but led to a beautiful final play, and they lead by three touchdowns. We'll take a break and come back on the other side. You're listening to LaSalle College High School Football on Bob Long Sports. Check out the team of attorneys at Howland Hess O'Connell for all your estate planning needs. Located at 2444 Huntington Pike in Huntington Valley, Howland Hess O'Connell specializes in the drafting of wills, powers of attorney, and living wills. Partner Michael Cassidy, a LaSalle High School graduate and father of Michael Cassidy Jr., class of 2009, is a proud alumnus and former quarterback for your LaSalle Explorers. Call today at 215-287-9292 or CUP Wow. And we're back. Bob Long, Dan Madden, Chris Carabello, Karish launches it deep. Back to get it is Burke at the 10. Now to the 20, to the 25-yard line. Cuts inside to the 30. Has some room to the 35. Ball is loose and goes out of bounds at the 43-yard line. Now this time, Pensbury fortunate to not lose the ball. But again, I don't know that that was great coverage by the Explorers. There was a lot of missed tackles there. He was able to find a seam that really didn't exist. Um, I know that it wasn't great coverage. No, I, I, Explorers need to do a little better job on, on kick coverage. I mean, he's kicking the ball to the goal line or at least to the one-yard line, and he's getting a little hang time there. One nineteen to play. Third quarter, 21-0 LaSalle leads. DeMarcus. Throws the screen through the arms of Maloney. Would have been a tough play for Maloney there. He was backing up and had one of the arms held, but 
Boy, that was a really, really dangerous throw intended for number 10, Nate Bost. Second and 10. And, yeah, Bob, the LaSalle defense, Corbin Mel sniffed out that uh, running back screen there, and he would have made the tackle if Boss had caught that. 41-yard line. DeMarcus in the shotgun trips to the outside. Ball in the near hash. Hand off to Bost. Bost cuts through a couple defenders about a gain of three. Wrapped up there by number 54, Stephen Matchett. It'll be third. They're going to give him four, so third and six upcoming. And you'd have to think four down territory for this Pensbury team here. Down 21 nothing. Some of the best field position they've had even all yeah. night. At their own 45-yard line, they need just past the 50. And now they snap it over the head of DeMarcus, chases it down, falls on it. Now it's not four-down territory. Falls on it at his own 26-yard line. That's a loss of 15 yards, and out comes the punt unit as we tick down under 25 seconds here in this third quarter. Falling that was probably the wisest thing he's done all night because if he had tried to pick that up, I'm, I'm afraid one of the, I, you know, either Austin Lemke or Maloney would have taken that ball from him. Ten seconds, haven't even broken the huddle, so we won't see a punt on this side of the quarter. But when we come back in the fourth, LaSalle leads 21 to nothing, responding well after the loss last week to North Penn. This their second trip through District 1 in as many weeks. Bob Long, Chris Carabello, Dan Madden alongside. We'll be back on the other side, and you're listening to Explore Football. It's right here all season long on BLS. Bob Long from Bob Long Sports here, and I want to urge all our listeners to visit our friends at Dunphy Ford in the Northeast. Dunphy Ford has all the latest Ford models, trucks, SUVs, and sedans. They also have a wide selection of used cars, trucks, and SUVs as well. Owned by a LaSalle graduate and a proud sponsor of Explorers Basketball, Dunphy Ford should be your first stop to buy or lease a new car. Visit them at 7700 Frankfurt Avenue in the Northeast or at DunphyFord.com. Welcome back. Punt upcoming here for Pensbury. Cannot. He will launch it. It'll land once at the 43, bounce again inside the 40, and come to rest at the 36-yard line of LaSalle. And that's where the Explorers will start with the football. They will move from right to left on your radio dial. And we start things here in the fourth quarter, this portion of the game brought to you by Dunphy Ford, as you just heard. In the Northeast, a great dealership for new or used cars. You can visit them. And our good friend Kevin Dunphy, graduate of LaSalle and a man who sent children through LaSalle and the Catholic school uh, program. You can visit them at 7700 Frankfurt Avenue, DunphyFord.com. Yeah, that last possession from, uh, from Pensbury lasted all of a minute and two seconds. So as I said, getting back to the time of possession thing, LaSalle's just dominating. Now they start just a few seconds shaved off the, sec uh, the third quarter, fourth quarter, I should say. 
Handoff to the outside. A jet sweep came to Quills. Got a gain of about two yards before being tripped up at the 38-39 yard line. I see a big play on the horizon here. I just think Pensbury at this point is worn out. I think they've been on the field too long. Now we have a quick stoppage from the head official. A little equipment timeout. It looks like LaSalle player is tying his shoe. Manny Quills. Manny Quills. Maybe when he was tripped up, the laces came loose. Right. Explorers sit with the football on their own 38-yard line, second and eight. Quills again in motion. This time they fake the jet sweep and inside handoff to Cy Madden. Madden hit right at the line and goes down there. In on the tackle, Matt Rosso. That was well read by the, the Falcons. Yeah, the Pensbury defense didn't bite on that fake jet sweep. Stayed inside and tackle made by the defensive tackle number 79, Isaiah Carpenter. Big man in the middle. Carpenter and Rosso in there on the tackle. Two big boys. Carpenter, 285. Rosso, 257. Octavius Carter comes to the outside. Ball's on the near hash. Two men in the backfield with Lamort. Lamort, big drop, goes through a few reads, now gets rid of it and throws it out of bounds. Actually had Holland. Looked like he was trying to throw it away. Holland wasn't too far away, though. Fourth down, and the Explorers will punt. Still a good play by Tom Lamort. You know, he was under pressure, scrambling out of the pocket, made the right decision in throwing it away towards a wide receiver so he doesn't get the, the intentional grounding call. 10-18 to play, fourth quarter, just... A minute and change into this final period of play. Mike Wells will kick deep. Heels on his own 25-yard line. One man back to return. That's Tyrone Hodges. His heels on his own 30. Wells kicks a good one. Backs him up a few steps. And it's going to land and hop a good bounce for the Explorers inside the 25-yard line. Downed at the 23 and the LaSalle defense put in a good spot on a really nice kick from Wells. Yeah, the last thing that Pensbury needed tonight was to start deep in their own territory. Ten oh six to play, fourth quarter. Pensbury will now be moving from left to right on your radio dial. The quarterback... Zach DeMarcus came in in the second half of the first game against Frankfurt. The lefty steps back, throws over the middle, throws an interception. interception. Manny Quills in the secondary for the Explorers. That's a change of field position at the 31-yard line of Pensbury. The LaSalle offense will start with their best field position of the night. And DeMarcus there, I'm not sure who he was throwing it to. Looked like it was going right to number 13, Manny Quills on the defense. You took um, the words right out of my mouth. I don't know who he's throwing yeah, it. The closest person wide, to the ball is who caught it. I didn't see a wide receiver in range there. I just don't think he, I don't think he can see down the field. I, I, I can't even imagine. We're the same height. I can't even imagine being back there. <laughs> Good thing they got orange helmets, you know. You can only see helmets. You can't. If they had a team with the same helmets as them, you'd yeah, know, he would the know what game. to do. Now Lamort in the shotgun takes the step drop. Throws over the top, a really nice ball to yeah. Holland. Pitch and catch, 12-yard gain out of bounds for a first down. Keep it simple. 
A real good play by Tom Lamort there. Nice throw. Look confident in the pocket again. We're seeing a new Tom Lamort. Last week looked nervous. This week looked com- complete opposite. Looks confident, calm in the pocket. Yeah, this game, this offensive scheme, these play, the, you know, this this play calling by Brett Gordon, I think has given Tom Lamort a lot of confidence. To shame so many balls got dropped because had they not, I think he would have had even a greater sense of confidence. And he would be having a wonderful statistical night without those drops too. Hand off to side Madden, big hole bounces off a tackle and another inside the five yard line, down at the four. That's a gain of 16 yards. And the Here come the bodies. The Explorers are very close once again. And as you mentioned, Chris, here is Stooks, Maurice Stooks, 6'8", 365 into the game. A couple other guys on that defensive line, including number 79, Isaiah Carpenter, at 285. Again, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't throw the ball. Eye formation, Burnham the fullback, Madden the tailback. No, he's going to run. No. no. Play fake to Burnham. Touchdown. Slipped onto the outside to the Explorer sideline. Sat right there. Lamort hit him, and he tiptoed his way past the pylon into the end zone. Explorers now lead 27 to nothing, putting an exclamation point on this one here in the fourth. Now you get into a situation where those big bodies can only go north or south. They, had no, and they, they couldn't go east or west. All three of them fell down. But at the end of this game, you'll find that Tom Lamort could be the player of the game here. He has four touchdown passes. Looks like a completely different player to me. Here's Mike Wells, set to take the extra point. Drills it through. I want to see this kid take a long field goal kick at some point. Not going to argue with touchdowns if you're a LaSalle football fan, but out of pure curiosity, you want to see how long this kid can kick it from. He's got quite the leg. Yeah, and he kicks it low and straight, which means he can probably get some distance on the ball. You're right, Bob. The kid's got a leg, you know. Um, last week I made a bold prediction that they could kick the 50-yard field goal. They didn't, you know. But um, maybe the end of the half or end of quarter or something like that, I'm, I'm looking for Mike Wells to have a big kick this year. You know, he's, he's a better kicker than people give him credit for, um, and I think he's one of the better kickers in the PCL, if not the whole high school league. He's quite the high jumper, too, is he not? I think he is. You're right. I think he's the Catholic League champion in the high jump. That's what you got to love about these kids, playing multiple sports and having the opportunity, their coaches allowing them to play multiple sports and get those different experiences. Yeah, I mean, it's either the high jump or the long jump. I'm going to look into that one, but he's one of those two. We'll get back to you next week on that one. <laughs> yeah. Daniel Karish. Set to kick off for the LaSalle Explorers. We're going to bring your sport back in to, to, next, to next week's broadcast, Bob. There you go, track and field. They're going to kick this one short towards the sideline, bounces, and picked up there by Boss. Boss runs out of room, cuts inside, and is wrapped up. Ekes past the 20-yard line to the 22. Speaking of your sport, Bob, this is uh, Greg Balecki has quite the squad this year. He does. Yeah, they're, uh, they're, 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 they're probably the preseason... Solid two in the state. Obviously, Carlisle, with having that big transfer come from New York, uh, makes them the, the preseason favorite. But uh, the Explorers are clearly, I think, the preseason number two in the state and running very well. And then they have a group of freshmen that may be as good as any group that's ever come in. So the future looks bright. First down play is a handoff to Robin. Spins through the first would-be tackler. Spins again. Gets about five yards out to the 27-yard line. 
second and five upcoming to the track team. Absolutely. Greg's done a great job with that program, really growing organically, developing the talent at a young level. Does a great job with that. I had the opportunity to go to Briarwood Running Camp and visit some of those guys. And shout out to any of those folks that are listening right now. But they're preparing. They're having a great season of training from the summer months. And things are getting going very shortly here as we move into September. Excited to see what Greg Balecki and that team can do. And a shout out, of course, to Pat Devine. Absolutely. My old, my old running coach. Mine as well. Greg Balecki's running coach as well when he was at LaSalle. And he was the guy that took over, like he did for Divine. Believe it or not, as he sits out in Portland right now, he's going to be drier than us this weekend. <laughs> now a handoff again to Robbins. A lot, of get, a lot of people change their starting time of their games for tomorrow to try to sure. make sure they get those games in. Right at the line of scrimmage he's hit. And looks like some after-the-play stuff. Yeah. Uh, LaSalle Explorers D getting a little too feisty. Looks like a 15-yard penalty coming up on them. There's no need for that. You're up 28 nothing. i got to be honest. I didn't see the flag, guys. It looked like number 77, Maurice Stukes of Pensbury, got into okay. something with the, Expo uh, the Explorers defend one of the Explorers defenders. Um, it's just a tale of second guy who does it gets caught. Yep. There you have it, the 15-yard penalty, as you two saw and predicted. Yeah, it's not, it's not who does it. It's who gets caught. You're right, Dan. 37-yard line now. DeMarcus hands off to Robbins. Robbins scoots through, is drilled right there by Quill, stood up and taken down, but not after a gain of about five yards. We now tick under eight minutes to play, 7.49 and counting. LaSalle leading 28 to nothing against Pensbury. And Bob, I didn't see that coming. I didn't, see, I didn't think Manny Quills packed a punch, you know. The kick and hit. Yes, as a young sophomore, they have very high expectations for him moving forward. Hasn't taken as many offensive snaps after his fumble earlier in the game, but you see the shiftiness there. Even before he had that fumble, just got to clean that up. Now Boss to the outside on the inside handoff. Gets to about the line, or I should say the first down marker. Will it be enough for a first at about the 47-yard line? Still no signal. Now there is first down Pensbury. They approach the logo-less midfield stripe here at Pensbury, just three yards shy of being in LaSalle territory. I think you can count the Pensbury first downs on one hand tonight. I really do. I can't tell you the last. That might be their only their second one of the, first, of the second half. The Didn't first we start one. with two in a row? Or maybe that was no, in the they came on the quarter. They came on the, the long, the nice pass to start the second half. And, yeah, uh, Chris, that speaks to the LaSalle defense, you know, stepping up after last week, having a tough game, and really stepping up here, stopping the run, not letting the pass get too out of hand, and they're doing a great job. Second and eight. DeMarcus hands off to Bost, spins, but nowhere to go. Garrett Zobel, the big man, throws him down in the backfield. The junior defensive tackle wraps him up for a loss of two. And Dan, agree on the LaSalle defense, but if we're, if we're being fair here, I think this Pensbury offense has a lot of work to do. Only scoring 10 points against Frankfurt last week. LaSalle licking their chops when they came in here tonight. I think. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you there, Bob. You know, the defense, just looking forward to a good game for them. It's kind of exciting to play a game like this, but, um, you know, 
the LaSalle defense, this is almost like a good warm-up for the next game, the, the Malvern prep game. They need, they need to get in their groove. They need to get back into the swing of things. So I'm excited to see what they have to give next week. Over the top, thrown to no one in particular, the lob pass. Maybe intended for Matt Lewis, but Matt Lewis stunned it. Had come back. He was coming back for the ball. It was lobbed over the top. Now it's fourth down, and here's the white flag because the punter, Chris Knopp, is out to let it go. Yeah, and the team we're going to see LaSalle face next week in Malvern Prep has a number of skilled position players. This is going to be a very different game next week. I mean, they have size. They have a quarterback. They have a running back. Bad snap, Knopp. They weren't coming after it, so he's still able to let it go in a really nice punt. Holland slips and makes the catch at the 22-yard line. McNeil going at it with Bost. He's not made friends this evening. No, those two went at it from the, from the first play, from the first possession, the first play of the first possession, and they've been going at it all night. No, I think that was Hoffmaster the first time around. Yeah, oh, that was right, okay. number three. But McNeil, not a player that other teams like. He's a feisty player, a player that could become the leader of this LaSalle defense, and I like the way he plays. Now, one of the storylines coming into this game, and we briefly mentioned it earlier, Trey McNeil may be not making any friends, but a guy that does have a lot of friends on the other side of the football, Tom Lamort. Grew up not far from here, played football with all these guys growing up, and this is always a game if you're Lamort or anybody playing against your old pals that you really want to play well in. Now the handoff comes to Quills, and Quills gets about five yards before being cut down at the 27-yard line. And as you said, Bob, Tom and I grew up here. You know, we know a lot of kids on this Pensbury team. And stepping in Tom's shoes, it's got to be fun to play this kind of game because you know the guys on the defensive and the offensive side, and you know the way they play because you're you're growing up playing uh, little, basically young football with them, and it's just it's a, a good game for him. But it looks like Danny Selecki's actually in the game. Yes, Selecki into the game. His second snap, hands off to Quills, stutters the feet, continues to move forward, gets two. Will be third and about three with 4.57 to play. The Explorers running away with this one, 28 to nothing the score. You know, Bob, when you bring up that, uh, that public league you know, rivalry playing against kids you grew up with, all I can think of is your brother Kevin pitching against that Hapro Horsham team. That he'd yes. grown up and played with. Listen, that, you know, I'd rather have him opine on it, but for me, that's a game he just couldn't lose. It was great that they won the state championship the next game. He could not lose that game. It would have been tough to live it down, and he threw great. Won the semifinal and the final for this LaSalle team. First baseball state championship ever. First down for the Explorers on Quill's run. And honestly, Bob, you know, it may be the state semifinal game, but it's all about bragging rights at that point with That's your friends, right. you know. That's you right. May, you may have won the state semis, but you also beat your best friends. Yep, and as a senior, they don't have a chance to get them back. Exactly. He would never live that down if he had lost that game. You could, he could not have <laughs> lost that game. I'll hold that till my grave. 33-yard line now for the Explorers. Clock continues to run under four minutes to play. Apologies to any of those Happer Horsham guys listening right now. Wow, how did that handoff get to Quills? Now he's going to get a big gain, 11 yards for a first down. Selecki jumps up, and instead of just kind of s- sitting on the football, still just rockets it into the hands of Quills, somehow comes up with it. It was behind him, and then he says, oh, wait, I have a hole. I'll run for 11 yards and a first down. That was an athletic play on the part of two people. Danny Selecki to come down with that ball and get it off so fast, and then Manny Quills just to never lose stride. 
Three minutes, 23 seconds to go in this fourth quarter. LaSalle back on the map in a big way. They'll move to 1-1 one one on the year after the loss to North Penn, which, as we said in the pregame, could be one of the best teams, possibly the best team in the state this year. And uh, kind of an untested couple of guys at the skill positions for the Explorers, including Tom Lamort, learned a lot from that game, and here they are running through Pensbury tonight. And like I said, Bob, they've been very repetitive, but Tom Lamort has been a, very, like a, a totally different player. He's been confident, calm in the pocket, made some great throws. Some balls have been dropped. He, you know, statistically, he could be having an even better game, and that's hard to say having four touchdowns, you know? You Absolutely. Have to, you have to wonder what the season would be like if LaSalle had this as their opener and then went to North Penn. Sure. And if Tom Lamort right. had this as his opening game. Right. Now Lamort will hand it off. Oh, I'm sorry, that's Selecki this time. As we mentioned, hand it off to Quills. After a two-yard gain on first down, he gets about four or five this time. Will be third in about three or four yards. They're a yard past the midfield stripe, and they'll need the 46. This is a nice opportunity for Dan Selecki to get some snaps. We'd like to see him throw it a little bit, but they're not going to throw it until they that. can stop yeah. the football. And, you know, third and three, I still think you hand it off. We're under two minutes to play, a minute 53 now. Here's the pitch. Ball is dropped and just full fumbling on it. Well, fumbled it, and now he drops on it is number 13, Manny Quills. It'll be a fourth down, and the Explorers will punt. And something I did notice in that play in the previous plays, Danny Selecki looks more comfortable in the like under center under while center as Tom Lamort is in the shotgun and the pistol formation. Sure. I think you're absolutely right. Back deep to receive is Hodges. Wells lets it go. Weighs for a fair catch. Fumbles it a little bit, but came up with it at the 25-yard line. And Pensbury will start with a minute six to play in this one. They trail 28 to nothing. Once again, our sponsors this evening, Dunphy Ford in the Northeast, 7700 Frankfurt Avenue, and DunphyFord.com. Kevin Dunphy former LaSalle guy, nice enough to support our operations here so that we can keep uh, keep the airwaves live this season, thanks to him, as well as to Hall and Hess O'Connell, the law firm serving Montgomery Bucks in Philadelphia counties, and Michael Cassidy, the attorney at law who was happy and nice enough to support us as well. And you know who else works for Michael Cassidy? Joe Winning. Joe Winning, who will join us for basketball and maybe a football game or two this year. The former voice of the University of Delaware. And then he took a step up to be one of the voices of the LaSalle <laughs> Explorers. Sports, yep. <laughs> but as you said earlier in this game, Chris, um, those players on Pensbury who were playing back and forth offense and defense, they at one point would be burnout. And I saw Tyrone Hodges there. He grabbed that punt, got up slow, and jogged off the field. Looked like he was almost in pain. You know, he must, he's got to be worn out. Has had a great game. But, you know, he's had, he's had to play most if not all of this game no he they were on the field too long coupled with the fact that it's early in the season they're just not conditioned enough to to to, to withstand that a couple of short runs will lead to a third and six 20 and now 19 seconds left two timeouts for pensbury three for lasalle nobody's burning anything at this point no they want this over 
Will they even snap it one more time? We're down to eight. No. And now seven. No reason to, if you ask me. They're in the shotgun, though. Looks like they're going to snap it one more time. Here's DeMarcus. Throw to the outside. Catch is made. Wrapped up. And that's the ball game. 28 to nothing. The LaSalle Explorers defeat Pensbury. They move to 1-1 one one on the season. And Tom Lamort, one of the big stories, four touchdown passes for Lamort. Looked very comfortable, threw well on the run. A couple mistakes. That's about it. One ball that could have been intercepted. Really the other storyline for this LaSalle Explorers team, fumbles and could have been turnovers that weren't. Some things to clean up, but all in all, a four-touchdown victory, pretty good for the Explorers this early in the season. Yeah, there was a little sloppiness on the part of the Explorers, but for the most part played really well. This was a big game. I don't want to say this was a must-win, but you don't want to go into Malvern 0-2 um, and then you know, and then run the risk of going 0-3. So this was an important win for them to come out here to Pensbury Labor Day weekend. You know, you're not going to have a big fan base, but Pensbury did and uh, walk away with a win. Not only a win, but a shutout. Exactly, and as you said, you know, a lot of fumbles in this game, a lot of mistakes, you know, wide receivers not being able to catch the ball. Um, Tom Lamort had a great game. He had one interception, as you said, almost an interception, one interception, not exactly his fault, but next week maybe the wide receivers either need some stick them on their gloves or they need to work on their catching drills because uh, this Malvern team that they will play next week will be a much better offensive and defensive team. They really need to step up their game, you know, they need to cut out the mistakes to have a good game and to make them win that game. And the passes they dropped, they were wide open. I mean, they were, I mean, they, they dropped passes. There was no one around that. I mean, Malvern has a secondary. They're going to have bodies on them, and they're going to have bigger bodies on them. They're not going to have an undersized secretary, a secondary like here at Pensbury. So they're really going to have to step their game up. They're not going to be able to do what they did tonight and win. The next game is at, well, not at. It's a neutral site affair. Malvern's home game at Franklin Field, home of the Penn Quakers, former home of the Philadelphia Eagles, and the home of the Penn Relays each and every April. A building created in 1895, one of the most historic sports venues, not just in Philadelphia, but anywhere. We're excited for that. An 8 p.m. kickoff honoring Joe Calistra, longtime head coach of the LaSalle Explorers. We'll be there for it. Hope you will be, too. For Chris Carabello, Dan Madden. I'm Bob Long saying so long from Fairless Hills, Pennsylvania. LaSalle gets out of town with a victory, 28 to nothing against Pensbury. We'll see you next week.